<clears throat> I'd like to welcome everybody to the Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack podcast. The only place where you can find rock metal and beer reviews. We had to figure that out without you. That sucked. Did you? <laughs> it was uh, it was different. It's the only place where you can. F- uh, no, it has to be your bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great Tommy Boy <laughs> reference. Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. You can get a good look at a butcher's ass, but uh, wait. <laughs> All right, so we got some, we got some uh, <coughs> we got some interesting stuff happening for you today. This is going to be episode uh, one of an unspecified number of upcoming episodes of the Hear Me Now series. Hear me. So today you're going to hear some music. Woohoo! And we're going to chat a little bit. And I guess we're going to try more than one beer today. Uh, yeah. Off we go. I present to you for your first track is going to be the band South of Clarity, metal outfit comprised by my buddy uh, Patrick McAlvery of Nine Stitch Method and Seethe from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, teaming up with Gus Walner of You Think Music from Saracaba, Brazil. The track is Blood and Rust. Yeah. 
popper. Top popper. Hey -o. All right, well, gentlemen. Gentlemen. Is that four ounces? No. Looks like two shots. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> no. No, it isn't. You jerk. I don't. I don't. Just to be perfect. Just pour, dude. I'm like we're not. We're, Listen. It's not chemistry. <laughs> like just fucking put beer in glass and we drink. And then tell us what we're drinking. <laughs> or tell the people what we're drinking. Well, kids, today a uh, <clears throat> good friend of mine came up from Michigan and he brought six beers, oh, six different beers, and a random six-pack uh, from that area. So we're going to try them all. This is a Founders Breakfast Stout. It smells like burnt hair. <laughs> oh, no. This is a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout. Wow. Doesn't sound horrible. I know what burn is. Double like chocolate. Too. Hang on. The Coffee Lovers Consummate Beer. Consummate bees. Consummate. Brewed with an abundance of flaked oats, bitter and imported chocolates, and two types of coffee. This stout has an intense, fresh roasted Java nose topped with a frothy cinnamon colored head that goes forever. This is Founders Breakfast Stout, 8.3%. And we're going to see what happens. Gentlemen, what do you think? You smell it? Did you give the sniff test? Yeah, I told you it smells like burnt oh, hair. Oh, good lord. Okay. Okay. It's not terrible. Not bad. A little bitter. Double chocolate? Yeah, double. Oh, so it's like cocoa and cocoa. It's a double chocolate, double coffee. Oatmeal stout. So what you're telling tell me is I'm not going to go to sleep tonight. Pretty much. I'm drinking out of a glass that says, if found empty, please refill. Well, that sucks for you. I thought <laughs> I, I thought I would share that. I'm is that your glasses? I have the same one. That's fantastic, dude. I, bought, guys I bought them together. Founders a matching stout. set. Who, who would have... Actually, it was the only two left. <laughs> so I took both of them. <laughs> Uh, First impressions? Could you not? Could you not like separate them? Rachel told me, "Please grab those," and then decided to wrap them up and give them to me three weeks later oh, as I a present. present. Love that. <laughs> like, I remember these. Surprise. How's, um, that, how's that digression? Ha! Um. First impressions. First impressions says? again. It smells like burnt hair. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a pre-description. <laughs> It doesn't uh, taste it, like burnt hair. It actually smells like a, like, to me it smells like actually, like, literally a fermented hot chocolate. The coffee's definitely there. Yeah, I get it. I think it's... Like, you're know. just, like, suckling on the, it's the, a kind the of, filter. It's kind of milky at the end. A little bit. Yeah, yeah it's not smooth, double, it's, double it's, chocolate. It smooths out nicely. I'd go 3-5. I'll probably go 3. Yeah, I'll go 3. It's not my favorite. I like stouts, but this one's... I like founders usually. This one's a little much. This one would put me to bed. All right. Now with all that coffee in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! This would definitely put me to bed. That's beer review the number one. The worst sleep of your life. It's every night, my friend. Oh. <laughs> Heavy metal headlines. All right, where we want, where we want to start for headlines? 
Well, we can start with the car. The who? The car. The car. Mm -hmm. I don't follow. Are you sure? Yeah, get it. Oh. 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 I see. <laughs> I see. Yes. Let's yes, go with the classic Super Sport band. <laughs> the Super Sport band. Yeah. <laughs> SS. Oh, that sounds bad. That means something else. <clears throat> I swear it means Super Sport. <laughs> so in uh, 2021, there's a uh, a lot like there was um there was a lot of bands in like 2020 that like obviously like weren't very active for obvious reasons. So uh, as discussed in like previous episodes. There's a lot of music that's actually getting released in 2021 because, like, everybody had, like, all this free time in 2020 to actually develop their music. But there was one band that the grind of uh, 2020 and whatnot, they decided that this might be their last new album for quite a while. Well, I'll start off with the actual quote um, that... Uh, Lou Singer explained, as, and pretty much he said, I don't think I've ever had a more difficult time writing music. Uh, regarding uh, Chevelle, as the band in discussion here, uh, for the upcoming record, I believe it's called Neradius, I, I guess. Um, he followed that quote with, uh, if they like it, awesome. If they don't, I get it. It's fine. It's not as easy as it used to be, and I look back at some of our albums and I'm not exactly proud of every song I've written. What does that mean? <clears throat> Which is weird, because usually when they put out music, the band's kind of like, yeah, this is the best album we ever put out, or the heaviest, or my grandma's favorite, but like, this one, they're pretty much just like... Somebody's having some uh, 2020 uh, COVID uh, depression, meh. and like starting to like reflect, it's like, yeah, like the stuff I wrote kind of... Pisses me off. <laughs> but he was talking about old songs. Well, I mean, he did discuss a little back then. Um, he felt pressured and overworked when writing some of the band's material in the past, mainly due to their tyrant of a manager. Yep. Uh, that's why it's taken them about five years since their last album, The North Corridor, uh, to release a new one. They simply took their time. Which I've heard they have a single out at the moment. It's... Weird. Yes, I'm. I'm trying to remember the. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it because it's not bad. And it's like self destructor. Yes, that's yeah. exactly it. Self destructor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not terrible. Like no, it's not horrible. I mean, at the end, of, at the end of the day, it sounds like Chevelle. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and the weird thing, and I brought this up before that Chevelle did was they had La Grande that came out. I didn't know that album came out. No clue. Never yeah. heard any of the songs. Nope. Until I think we did a pod, we didn't. Me and Marcus did an episode, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it won an Emmy or whatever. It won like this huge award for like best album of the year." Didn't even know it fucking came what? out. What? Yeah, no clue. And good honestly, Lord. the song they picked wasn't even good. Uh, yeah. Well, and you... then like, like uh, the North Corridor came out, and that album's great. It's heavy as shit, and it's like their older stuff. But like that one is like non-existent. It's weird. Like I don't understand. They have a single that just that got released no, in twenty twenty. Also, I think it's uh, Peach. Peach. Right? Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. Which we are listening in the background, right? Meow. To Peach? Mm-hmm. I've always liked Chevelle. I've always yeah. enjoyed this. This is a hard-working band, hey? Like, so, <clears throat> 99, point number one was their opener, right? So then, 2002, 2003, they did a live. Uh, 2004, another release. 2007, another release. Venus Air. Venus Air, yep. Uh, 2009. That's, that's the first time I saw them. Was that Fat Crimes came out? Uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. 2011 no, again. Um, 
2014, 2016, 2018, and 21. So that wasn't five years, so I'm not sure what he's referring to. I don't, that last one you hit, I don't think, I think that was something else. Oh, B-Sides and Rarities, I'm so sorry. It's quite a catalog. Yeah, because North Corridor was their their most recent one. (coughs) I mean, like I said, Chevelle's always been good. They're impressive for being a three-piece band. I mean, I've seen them live twice. One was Marcus and once on their own. I mean, they fill the sound. I mean, they can do it. Have you ever sat through anybody's full catalog? Um, One this large? No. I've done it with a Treyu. That's what, four albums? Five Mm. albums? To be fair, though, like... like to be fair. To be fair. Chevelle, like, is... I'll say this politely. They're very consistent. Yeah. Like, guess. they don't necessarily break boundaries, like, anytime they like, come up with like, a new release. Like, you hear Chevelle, like, it sounds like Chevelle. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's not... And I hate to pick on it, because, like, I, I enjoy their music. Like, they're very... They're, they're a solid band. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're... They're great to listen to, and like you know what? If I actually needed to fill an eight-hour workday, I can probably use their catalog and be per- perfectly happy, yeah, like right. and not actually like mm-hmm. you know listen to like a, like the same song twice kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, seeing them live, like they're fine. Mm-hmm. It's a little dry, but that's what happens when like you're a three-piece and you're stuck to you're like stuck an to instrument and like yeah. microphone and like whatnot. And which props to him. I mean, you've done it. You know how hard it is to sing and play guitar at the same time. Yeah, and I've seen the crowd reaction. Like, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, it's... <clears throat> different. It, it doesn't <laughs> suck. It doesn't suck. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm negative. I've been, I've been working too much. Negative Nancy. Yeah, ignore me, guys. I've been working way too much. Sorry doing your part of this. <laughs> Especially when you ask questions and just ignore you. It'd be a really weird podcast. <laughs> but... It's, um... They've had a good run, too, man. Mm-hmm. Like, Christ, they're, like, over 20 so years. Said about 90, like, said it's one of those... Like, this is the stuff that makes me feel old, man. Because, like, right. I, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, oh, Chevelle's not that old. I'm like, oh, their first release in 1999. Oh. <laughs> I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not nine years old anymore. Are you sure? That's cute. I was 16. Rocking hard in 99. I'm telling you. 95 to 05, man. We knew how to party. And that's when Chevelle came out, and like yeah, they're I consistent, know. and they know how to park. Power Rangers were the best. Weren't you like eleven in ninety five? Excuse me. Weren't you like eleven in ninety five? Twelve. And you knew how to party at twelve? Fucking right. I did. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask questions you don't know the answer. That's because in ninety five, I went to uh, Tower Records <laughs> in Boston when it still existed on a field trip to Faneuil Hall and bought corn. On the cob? Debut album. <laughs> oh. Self-titled debut album. And oh, Limp Biscuits $3 bill, y'all. Side by side. We do have a party. Don't even judge me. Don't even I care. Didn't judge you at all. <clears throat> but yeah, so uh, we'll see how it comes out. Let's see. He doesn't seem super thrilled about it, but... Right, yeah, it's that's that's like the way it's like it, it's a weird way to go about it. But then again, any, anytime somebody releases something, like, oh, this is our heaviest album, or this is like the greatest music that we've ever written. But this might be a good marketing ploy because your bar is set mad low. That's how I live my life. I set the bar low, so I'm never disappointed. Or at the same time, like maybe like <clears throat> you know what, 2020 hit everybody like 
obviously very differently. Like, maybe he was actually get like, really getting fucked up. Maybe. Who knows? Could have been. And, like, I said, I've always considered myself fortunate. Like, you know, it's like, whatever. I right. kind of, you know, did my thing, survived, and, like, you know, we we lost, like, content on this show, obviously, but, mm-hmm. like, it's a, like, whatever. Like, I didn't completely derail, but, like, sure. you know what? There are people out there that derailed, and maybe he's actually derailing, and, like, somebody actually got a hold of him, and he did the interview. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and it's like, Ugh. hey, bro. It's like, you shouldn't have said those things. <laughs> uh, I would rather them, him be truthful than make shit up. So... so <laughs> Hypo- hypothetically speaking, because like when we when we talked about actually bringing this up, let's say this is the last thing that Chevelle puts out. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say they don't come back. Like, let's say they just get you know comfortable like in their comfortably numb quote unquote retirement. What is the uh, what would the music world look back and say about Chevelle? It's a loaded question to just spring on someone. Yeah, that's what we do here. I don't have my page notes. We're, uns- we're we unscripted. <laughs> we are. What would they say about him? I mean... I can give you, my, I can give you a first example. Okay, go ahead. Drastically ordinary. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you have to think. Like, Chevelle, like, never necessarily, like, busted open, like, any kind of charts. Right. Like... At all. But... They're very consistent. Like they've always had radio play. <laughs> no. They've always, they've they've been a part of like great festivals and like whatnot. Would you consider them in that new metal era? Yes, definitely. They were right at the cusp of the boom. Yeah, they got like, lumped in with the, everybody. The red and some yep. pain below, and yeah. Yep, they were all they were at all those festivals that all the other mm-hmm. big new metal bands were at. They're right there. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Okay, guys. Guys, okay. <laughs> Do we disagree? Do you concur? <laughs> no, I, I, uh, the, the whole, the whole genre, like, defining yeah. thing, like, sometimes, like, I have, like, a hard time. Because, you know what? Like, new metal, like, at one point was, like, kind of like that, like, the rap, like, hip-hop right. crossover kind of a thing. And, like, he, I don't hear rap, hip-hop crossover with, like, no. Chevelle. But no. then, like, System of a Down is considered, like, new metal. So was Slipknot. And, like, <laughs> not according to Slipknot, yeah, but, like, well, you know. They didn't make the ranking, did they? So then, like, new metal became, like, a time of, like, a period in time. <laughs> More or less. It's like <laughs> the new metal wave. And it's like, okay, well... Like no, like what? What would? How would I? If I had to like gun to my head, it's like what genre is like Chevelle? Like I don't know, hard rock. Not yeah, not very metal. In fact, I I'd be truthfully, I would be hard pressed to like find one like metal scream in like a Chevelle song. I oh yeah, I mean metal scream. I mean they're in there. They they have they have unclean vocals. Oh yeah. Here and there, yeah. If you listen to a lot of the North Corridor, there's a bunch in that one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Send the Pain Below or one of those ones. Like, one of the big ones had a scream in it, too. I, uh... But most of North Corridor But was it, screaming. like... Was it, like... Kind of... 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like, was it kind of like a transitional kind of a thing? Like, they would throw it in, just like kind of give like a yeah, like like to like break up a song like a little bit. Like, yes and no. Again, North Corridor. Or is it actually like a vocal? Again, North Corridor has a few songs that okay. are more screaming than that. I mean, if I suppose they're older stuff, no. Well, then again, I don't know. I will re-review the catalog. <laughs> like, I will. I will. I haven't buy. really like thought about that when I listened to Chevelle. Uh, what's that running one? The song running something. That one's got some scream action in it. I, uh, I mean, Chris, their biggest song, like when they came out, was like the red. Yeah. Like which is completely clean. Oh, yes. Well, that's a radio song. What was the other good one from uh, Vena? Still running. That's the one. What's uh, it called? I'm sorry. Um, from Vena. Vena. Nice Vena. Now I have to. <laughs> You know, now that I think of it, I can actually think of like three songs that actually have <laughs> unclean uh, I'm so of, sorry. Uh, I'm so, I'm so. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I am thinking of I get it. I like uh, Brainiac's one of my favorites. Too. That's a great song. So, I mean this with the utmost respect, but I have always, I don't know why, but uh, my brain has always made a connection between Chevelle and Tool. Interesting. Like, what? Yeah. No. Yes. Tune's more imaginary. Exactly. Tune's <laughs> more imaginary. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, Chevelle is like the... The... The radio version three-piece that's almost Tool. Isn't, like, a lot of their riffs and stuff that aren't 11 minutes, ro- 11 minutes long? Well, like, there's if a, you were to take so away... There's a lot of bass in Chevelle because you only have the right. two. You know what I mean? Like, right. I get that aspect and, like, the kind of, like... Softer vocals, sort of, kind of. Do you not like his voice? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to, <laughs> just trying to produce while we, uh, while we do it. Um, I don't. I would have a hard time comparing Chappelle <laughs> to uh, Tool to Tool. Like that's a that's a for me. Personally, IMO is a hard jump. Like that's a hard bridge to cross. For I'm more Shungans. Excuse me. IMO. In my opinion. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. I'm H O. I was gonna go with I'm, I'm Mush Onions. Yeah. Is that what you just no, said? No, I'm Mush Onions. <laughs> Stupid. I am F H O. I'm Mush. I'm Mush Hot Onions. R O F L A O. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. I always like when you say LMAO, I think of a French cat. LMAO. 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 That's what I think. I asked my neighbor if he wanted a black and tan the other day, and he said, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now I give him shit about it every time I see him. True story. All right, Beautiful. moving on. But yeah, no, I, I don't think, I don't know why my brain always connects the two. Not moving on, we're going back. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. About You're that. doing great, buddy. I'm proud of you. You and Do- your mouth. Okay, you, guys. You and your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm gonna give you guys a new email address today. Oh, admin a d m i n at h m o a six p a c k dot com, and tell me what you think about Dave's opinion that Chevelle and Tool are comparable. I ha- I hear a lot of similarities in them. I do. There you go. Off you go. Yeah. Email away. You're welcome. We'll read them someday. 
We moving on now? I was waiting for you to pause it. <laughs> this is Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. The next track that we present to you today is by the band Catapult, all the way from Switzerland and Sweden. This is Shut the Fuck Up and Press Play. You know, Dave, you just called me a pussy, so I'm actually going to, like, we're going to come back from, like, this previous se- previous segment. So if I took the catalog of Chevelle and I took the catalog of Tool and put them side by side, I might be able to actually listen more to the catalog of Chevelle start to finish versus Tool. So fuck you. That's because Tool goes all over the place. But if you think about it. With pancakes. It's because they're imaginary. If you think about it, if you take Tool's last album, it's the same length as all of Chevelle's catalog, so... Like, <laughs> in, like, three tracks. Yeah, it's yeah. done. 20 years of music. All Can you imagine album. rehearsing that? Nope. And, like, you mess up at, like, six minutes in? That'd be embarrassing. <laughs> like, shit. How are we gonna start over? Alrighty. Alrighty. Report. Loudwire.com. Pearl Jam. <laughs> send. 
cease and desist order to tribute tribute band Pearl Jam. Jamama. Yeah, two M's. So that's Pearl Jam, Jam with two M's. Uh, <clears throat> Pearl Jam. I shall read the Loudwire verbatim. Pearl Jam have reportedly sent a cease and desist to tribute band Pearl Jam, demanding the cover act destroy merchandise with Pearl Jam name and hand over email addresses and web domains associated with the band. The story was recently covered by BBC News, who interviewed the British Pearl Jam tribute band for television. According to the legal paperwork sent on behalf of Pearl Jam, the tribute band's name is damaging the Pearl Jam brand and causing confusion amongst fans. Quote, no one's ever come to a show, got to the end of the show, came to us and demanded money back because they were expecting to see Pearl Jam play <laughs> the garage in Highbury. <laughs> One band member told the BBC. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fair. It's... Oh. <laughs> uh, brand value. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. <clears throat> brand value is very important for musicians and artists and bands because they trade on that in order to sell music. A legal correspondent for BBC states, from a tribute band point of view, it's important to use a name that's not too close to that of the original band. It's important not to use logos that are identical to those used by the original band. Bro, if I was this band, I would flip all their logos, and then I would come up with Pearl Gem. So G E M M P U R L. I would just do Jam Pearl. What's actually <laughs> easier? What's actually interesting about this, like, so there's been, there's a number of stories like this, like, there's been a bunch of, like, Metallica ones that have been, that have been given, like, cease and desist orders and, like, whatnot. So I guess the discussion would be the idea of the tribute band and why the real band would attack said tribute band when they're clearly, like... Here's real band. Here's tribute band level. And for those of you that can't see my hands, one is much lower than the other one. <laughs> Good. Generally regionalized. And why like the real band like takes like so offense to somebody actually like tributing them. That's weird to me. Now I know the whole thing, like there are actually clubs out there that like don't allow cover bands, they don't allow tribute because they actually don't want to pay the royalties and whatnot that can be associated when some producers like decide to be a complete dick and attack these places like kind of a thing but at the same time on the like on that token like i actually know of as an example a journey tribute band that was actually endorsed by journey okay. uh scare of journey tribute which is local to massachusetts and they travel all over the country now. Mm -hmm. Like, they go everywhere. Like they, and, like, they do big freaking venues now. Like, the first time I saw Scarab Journey tribute was at the Red Onion. Wow. And now they're they're actually doing, like, a stadium tour. Like, as, like, a tri tri tribute band. But they have actually been endorsed by Journey. So it's interesting, like, yeah, how, like, again, certain bands... Two different sides of the coin, essentially. But this one is just comical because, like, the band's actually called Pearl Jam, and it's just they just added an end, uh, an, another M. Yeah, it was like the laziest tribute name ever. Usually, you just take either an album or song or a lyric, even. Or a lyric, yeah. And then you—that's what you make it into. Imagine you make like a Linkin Park cover band, and it's Linkin Park with two Ks. 
<laughs> Say my dude. <laughs> Lincoln parked. <laughs> With a Q? No, park. Link in park. Oh, yeah, they did that. You seen that post? Yeah. Yeah. Rhett and Link? Rhett and Link, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, if you think of the uh, Metallica, had the same thing. So the Metallica tribute band had, like, the logo. It was a logo thing where they used the same font. Right, it was the same font that they used. And, like, Metallica's like, no, you can't use that. It's like, you used to be able to download that font. But then they charged, they, like, went through the things and they charged them, like, a dollar for it. It was weird. I don't know. What? Well, that particular story, I remember, like, everybody, like, there was, like, an outcry, like, yeah. against Metallica. It's like, stop being a dick. <laughs> Please. Please stop. Please, like, Lars. You should be honored <laughs> that somebody actually wants to tribute your shitty-ass music. Uh, uh, dang. Like. Admin at HMOA6. <laughs> no, 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 excuse me. <laughs> I'm reading comments verbatim. That's not my, necessarily my point of view. I think Metallica is fabulous. I, I love Metallica. Admin at. <laughs> <laughs> 1992 and earlier. Touche. Fair enough. Touche. But not kill them all. I never get into kill them all. I'm one of the rarities. Thrashy. It's very thrashy, but mm -hmm. like I mean, I prefer Master of Puppets and Justice for All. Looks like Ride the Lightning. Lars in that picture stubbed his toe after it playing does, the wrong. It really note. does. After playing the wrong note. Uh -huh. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> Off time. Well, I meant kick drum, not kick stand. Ow. So are fan <laughs> are fans supposed to be angry at like the big guys, like when they go after the little guys, or are we supposed to be like, oh well, I get it. I don't know, man. It's that whole world of licensing and copyright. Well, it's the same with, if you think of, like, a big store, like, you know, like a chain store, and then, like, a tiny grocery store. It's the same thing. It's that whole big guy, little guy thing. It de I feel it depends on what they're attacking them for. You know what I mean? So if I open a it's... grocery store called Market Baskets? That would be a dick move. I feel. Demulias. Like, Demulias, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Market biscuits. Oh, market biscuits. That could be different. Mark and biscuits. Mark Ooh. and biscuits. <laughs> just call it basket barket. Basket barkets. That was <laughs> not English. Back asswards. Back asswards. <laughs> Interesting. Hey, let's listen to more music and play more beer. <laughs> This uh, next act, I'm going to give you something that's a little bit different. Uh, this is a sci-fi stoner rock band from the Pacific Northwest of the United States. This is Children of Adam. The song is going to be Radiation Blues. <laughs> Cause there's a fight, and I'm a 
soft as virgin size Cause there's a fight Right between a lover and a liar One wrong one can bring you to the fire Got those radiation blues So pull the trigger I was bound to This uh, this is from Bell's Brewing Company, out of Comstock, Michigan, and this is their Two Hearted Ale, which is an American IPA that smells like burnt hair. <laughs> that was the last one. It doesn't smell like burnt hair at all. <laughs> I don't want to restart again. It doesn't smell like burnt hair. I'm just messing around, kids. This uh, this beer actually looks. Pretty, pretty nice. It's got like this golden color. It looks like a good ale, you know? Looks very amber. Yeah. In yeah, the, that's what I meant. Golden amber. In the darkness. Anyway, um, so it is brewed with 100% Centennial hops. This Bell's American IPA is named after the majestic two-hearted river in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, bursting with hop aromas ranging bursting. from pine to grapefruit and perfectly balanced with a malt backbone. This beer is well-suited for adventures everywhere. Well, tell you what, Bell's Brewing Company, we're going to go on a little beer adventure right now with you guys and tell you if your beer sucks. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it probably doesn't because we like beer. It takes a lot for us to give a shitty rating. 
Maybe a lot for me. I don't know. Mm, that's not true. I feel like you give it a little shitty rating really? instead of both of us. Yeah, well, that's because Bullspit sucks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Moving on. I, I have nothing to say. First sip. This is uh, Bell's Brewing Company Two-Hearted American IPA. It's not bad. This is a single IPA? Yeah. It's pretty decent. It's pretty smooth. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad at all. I like it. I'll start it off. I'll give it a 4 or 5. It does smell weird. It does. It smells different than it tastes, but it I'll give it, it, it a... It smells stronger than it, it I does. Will, I will give it a 4 or 5. Like you, 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 give that, you give this the sniff test, which is like completely on our aromatic... Grading system. Aromatic grading system. That exists now. It didn't exist 30 seconds ago. Well, it's because it's been a lot of years, Dave. We've been drinking beer for a lot of years. I mean, who are you telling? You see this gut? <laughs> I don't think it's from this show, though. Oh. It's all those damn late night snacks. <laughs> yeah, um. That's so bad. For being, for being an IPA, or not an IPA, it's a pale ale, right? It is an IP. It's an American it an IP. IP. Okay, it's an IP. Okay. But they just call it their two-hearted ale. They don't An call it like a two-hearted pale ale. Anthony, Anthony, sir. IPA. Pale ale. I know that. I didn't remember. Okay. Sorry. I love you. You're lucky in my house or I'd go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough night. It's kids. been a long time since we had a host quit. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Marcus? For you to come at me like that, that's just... He's... Dave, stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. Um, I would... He's laughing, saying it's not funny. Lord. It's not what, funny. What do you give this beer as a rating, bud? Four or five. hey -o. I'd give it a four. Oh. I'd give it a four. Could have had the trifecta. But you didn't. Doesn't taste like burnt hair, does it? <laughs> That's beer review number two. A lot of, lot of side action. Email us. We'll tell you. Yeah, we'll tell you. We'll all right, listen. Sorry, sorry. We got convoluted with all of uh, all the different side notes, but this Bell's Brewing Company Two Hard Ale is actually pretty good. I'd give it a four or five. I would drink it again. I would drink it on a hot summer day. I would drink it on an ice cold winter evening. It's pretty good. Yeah, I could drink those. Yeah. Pretty nice. Four or five. Let's do more stuff. 4.25 across the board. Good stuff. I got a cool track for you. This is a rapcore artist from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, currently signed to the Brutal Business Entertainment. This is Car Keys with Brace for Impact. Everything from the sky to the dirt I said before that they shit won't stop Now I found my momentum blowing through like a juggernaut Step on the stage of the activity Sides me get in my way and you're getting ejected Never expected I'd step in erection Took expectations and quickly dissected Found that metal was invented in my mental Shoot your shot, no one knows like a sentinel Grab the mic and get wild and get fatal Hear these words and crawl back to your cradle Jump on the stage and get highly unstable Nothing will stop 
family got me ethic and I grew to be relentless Pressure builds more as the years go by Only grow under pressure, I'm just waiting for the time I feel like I come from a different dimension Not like the rest, my mental is different Feed off of hate and I thrive on rejection Try and destroy me, that's only motivation Cause all I need this world is my family For it with them, I'm aiming for victory But even they see what hate is created Humble man with a mind that has tainted Can't deny that I love this mutation Let off the monster and cause devastation Right, because uh, Loudwire like gives us like such great content, I actually ran over. I ran into this uh, article and I actually wanted to uh, present it. It's the best metal song of each year since 1970. Okay. Now that means that my math is bad. Fifty something songs. So we're we're gonna go through some of these like very 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 quickly, but. I think there's actually like some interesting point, like some interesting stuff in here. So, like starting with 1970 as an example, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath off their album Black Sabbath. True. It's like bad company. Now, I want everybody to keep in mind that this is the best metal song. Great. Okay. <clears throat> metal. Metal. Al aluminum. Metal. So 70, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. <clears throat> 71, Black Sabbath again, Sweet Leaf. Okay. In parentheses, Master of Reality. <clears throat> Guys, stop me if you ever want to discuss anything. 1972, Black Sabbath. Jesus. <laughs> Is that all that was out? Uh, Supernaut, volume just four. Keep scrolling Apparently, there, was, there wasn't Black a whole Black lot. Sabbath. 1973, Black Sabbath. Okay. <clears throat> Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. <laughs> That's actually a good song. 74, Deep Purple. Whoa. Burn. What? Wow. What song? Burn. Burn. Oh. Burn? Yeah. I don't even know that song. Right. <laughs> but that was the best song, <clears throat> the best metal song in 1974. How about 1975, Rainbow? Man on Silver Mountain. There was a metal band called Rainbow. Yep. Great. Yeah, it's Dio, right? I'm correct. I think it's... Maybe? Uh, let's read more. <clears throat> uh -oh, what did Dave do? By 1975, heavy metal had been around for half a decade, and many of its original instigators were faltering. Even the holy trinity of Black Sabbath, Zeppelin, and Deep Purple were starting to show cracks in their armor. An injection of fresh blood was sorely needed, and Purple <clears throat> Founder... And guitar god Richie Blackmore knew it 
So he cut loose from his old group to make a new start with Rainbow, which was initially comprised of four-fifths of American boogie rockers elf. I don't think this is... No, I don't think we're going there. Yeah. Uh, I, we're just going to keep think a man yeah. on the silver mountain. Yeah, we're just going to move on. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, 1976, Judas Priest, Victim of Changes. In parentheses, said Wings of Destiny. <clears throat> 1977, Scorpions. Wow. Sales of Sharon. That's such... Okay. They were, weren't they hair band? Yeah. Scorpion? Scorpions, yeah. Still metal, though. In theory. Uh, 1978, <clears throat> Judas Priest again. Hell bent for leather. Hell, excuse me. Hell bent for leather. Mm-hmm. In parentheses, killing machine. <clears throat> 1979, Motorhead. Motorhead. Overkill. Overkill, yeah. 1980, Ozzy Osbourne, Crazy Train. That sounds accurate. Mm-hmm. Good tune. Ozzy's making the, the rounds here. 1981, Iron Maiden, Wrathchild. Such a random song. Okay. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. Like with it's, that, it's like that's it's that's, all, that's that's what we're doing there's here. A, there's a lot of other whatever. It's fine. 1982, Iron Maiden, Hollowed Be Thy Name. Oh, the cover. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Come on, guys. That's Get it together. That's all. This is awkward at that point. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> 1983. Dio. Holy Diver. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Good song. Howard iconic Jones. song. Let's go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Close. Oh. Close. <laughs> All right. 19. We're up to 84. Metallica. Creeping Death. Okay. Yeah. Good song. Yep. That's a good metal song. I can get behind that one. 85, Exodus, Strike of the Beast. Okay. Take your word for it. <laughs> sure. 1986, Slayer, Angel of Death. Okay. Runner-up, I would like to mention for this one, was Metallica, Master of Puppets. Wow. Yeah. Which I probably would have went with. Probably, but... Versus Angel of Death. Angel of Death, good song, Rain and Blood, but... But who are we? Um, Master of Puppets, fucking killer. We lads. 1987, a band called Death, Zombie Ritual. I'll take mm-hmm. your word for it. <clears throat> there, 1988, Metallica's One from Injustice for All. Not my favorite one, but definitely one of the more popular ones. Definitely not the best song on that album. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Dyer's Eve. Dyer's Eve. I listened to Creed's One before that one. <laughs> I actually didn't realize this band was this old until I actually started reading into this, but 1989 was Morbid Angels, Chapel oh, yeah. of Ghouls. Yeah, they're, they're like one of the originals. I, like, you know, like... But yeah. This is the thing that makes me feel old, because, mm-hmm. like, I'm thinking, like, Morbid Angel is, like, like this new hip thing. It's like, mm-hmm. no, they're fucking, they've been around since I was, like, they've fucking They've just been, four. Again, it's just the underground thing. They weren't, like, mainstream, like, the rest of them. But visually speaking, they're amazing. 1990, Megadeth, Holy Wars... The Punishment Due, okay. off of Rust in Peace. Seems fair. Runner-up this year, Pantera's Cowboys from Hell. Probably yeah, definitely would have won. I would have definitely yeah, won Pantera, Pantera that. that's me. <laughs> but that that might have been a wing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I hate this song for with all my soul. Metallica's uh, Enter Sandman, 1991. Yeah. It's, just, it's just overplayed, man. But it was iconic. Yeah, Runner-up, Ozzy Onborns. No More Tears. I would have gone with No More Tears. Yes. That guitar solo, man. 1992, Pantera finally got out there, but with Mouth for War. That's interesting. What? I like that song. Yeah, I'm not saying... Don't get me wrong. But off that album... But you think that Walk would have been... Yeah. Whatever. That was the most notorious... Okay. 
Moving right along was a type of negatives uh, in 1993. Type of negative, black number one, off of Bloody Kisses. Okay. Runner-up was a Sabotaria Refuse Resist. Apparently not a whole lot of metal going on in 93. <clears throat> there it is. 1994, Pantera, I'm Broken. Good tune. <laughs> this one actually makes me laugh. Runner-up, Megadeth, a Tout Le Mood. Uh, I swapped. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Whatever. Uh, 95, Death shows up again, Crystal Mountain. Okay. Runner-up, which would have totally been my choice over Death, was At the Gate, Slaughter of the Soul. Okay, yeah. Way better tune. Mm -hmm. 1996, Tool, Enema. Okay. Chevelle? Uh, Runner up for this one was also Sepultura's uh, Roots Bloody Roots, which, yeah. was, as far a, as like a metal song, I probably would have went with yeah, Roots Yeah, that's, that's more metal than. Ooh, right. 1997, Romstein's Duhas! Yes! Yeah. And runner up was In Flames Jotun. Uh, Interesting. I don't know that one exactly, but I mean, it's beautiful. Is it good? Anything in the 90s from In Flames is like amazing. They had like eight guitarists. Good album. 1998. Great album. Yep. Corn. Freak on a leash. Yep. They changed the, the game with that album. They you know what? Changed the game. I will. I will actually go with that because he like like I said, we knew how to party back then, mm -hmm. man. And like Corn was awesome. And if you don't like Corn, well then fuck you. Who cares? Uh, 1999. Slipknot. Right, what? One of my personal favorites. Wait and bleed. It still gets played today. Okay. Throughout, like, it's, 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 it's very random, but it's, it's, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the year 2000. I actually really love this song, but I like I, I find it hard to believe that it actually made like a top list. Mm -hmm. uh, Iron Maiden's The Wicker Man. Good song. It's, it's a good, is, but it, it's, it's a B side. It's definitely it, a B side. It's sneaky good. Like, mm -hmm. it's such a great tune, but like, the best song, like, yeah. It is it's a good song, though. Like, at I, the turn of the I, century. I actually, Depends on the album too. I don't Your know. hard time has come. I don't know the rest. Uh, which? Beedle, beedle, beedle. Album, but. Uh, apparently, two thousand was a slow year too. The runner-up was a uh, Vader Wings. Um, but anyway, two thousand one Tool Ladder uh, Ladder Lateralis Lateralis. <clears throat> Run up runner-up was System of Down's Aerials. So that's tough. Like, that's like two. Me, that's like two. I mean, personally, I would have gone with Toxicity the album over Tool. I've listened to more Toxic. You know, yeah. that's me. Yeah, I would have gone with Chevelle. <laughs> I bet you would have. All right, so we're up to O two, right? So uh, Mashuga. Okay. Never love, never love Mashuga. I'd never get into him personally. Never been. A but fan. Rational Gaze, and the runner-up was Macedon. Never got into Macedon. No. March time. of uh, the Fire Ants, so apparently like everybody was smarter than I was <laughs> the year that I graduated. Uh, 2003, Demi Borgia, baby! Nice. Uh, Progenies of the Great Apocalypse. Sure. And That's the runner-up runner was an Iron Maiden song I've never actually heard before. It was uh, Pash, Passchendaele. Passchendaele? There they are, Dave. Yes. 2004. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, so 2004, we have Chevelle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> 2004 is Kill Switch, the end of Heartache. Man, there's nothing that compares to is that Is that song. the song, End of Heartache? Is yeah, it, it was the End of Heartache off of the End of Heartache album. That, see, that's not the, not, the, not the song I would have picked off that album. Right. But, I mean, 
to each his own. But um, I, as far as radio plays goes, I think off of that album, I think it had a heartache. Yeah, yeah, in fairness. Uh, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Resident Evil version is ten times better than the mm-hmm. other one. Really? Yeah. Just for honorable mention, because they're going to keep coming up, was like runner-up was Mastodon, Blood, and Thunder. That was a big one. Again, I've never been big on like the Iron Maiden, but like 05, Opeth, Ghost of Perdition, with the runner-up, Always a Bridesmaid and Never a Bride, so some of it down, BYOB. Those are good album, too. I mean, I had all of them, so. The best song on the BYOB album? That's Mesmerize, I think. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. I'm going to shut my mouth, because I would have embarrassed myself. <clears throat> 2006, Tool, Vicarious. Off of 10,000 Days. Not my favorite song on that album, but... It's a good song, though. It's definitely one of the heavier ones. Actually, a good album. Mm-hmm, great I actually, album. like, I think Tool's Vicarious is great. Or, um, Tool's, excuse me, Tool's 10,000 Days is a great album. Runner-up in 2006 was Cannibal Corpses, Make Them Suffer. Okay. Weird. Took them that long. Okay, this one blows me away. <laughs> Whoa. What? 2007, the Dillinger Escape Plan. Shit. Milk Lizard. Milk Lizard. Runner-up, however, which I can sign off for, is Machine Head's Aesthetics of Hate. I'm all for Machine Head, but I'm not familiar with that song. All right, 2008, they show their their face again. Meshuggah, Bleed. Bleed was a big one. You see who they beat? With the yeah. runner-up, Slipknot, with Psychosocial. Yeah, it's psychosocial. Though. Which I'm okay with that because I actually I hate psychosocial. Like yeah. that song, like just pisses me. Again, off. it's overplayed. 2009, Mastodon's Oblivion. What a Mastodon! I'm impressed. With the runner-up, I've never even heard of this band. I'm so sorry. Obscura, the anti-cosmic overload. Take your word for it. 2009 sure. must have been a slow year. Um, <clears throat> Okay, this is where I start getting cranky with this uh, with this article. <laughs> 2010, Ghost Ritual. Uh, what's your runner? Are they going by sales? What are they? How did they rank this? Don't know. Yeah, see, it seems Man. like an editorial piece. I read the uh, I read the headline and just like dove into it without <laughs> reading the full article. It seems like some writer just came up with this. Like, like this a good like song. the good journalist that I am. Yeah, I read right. the headline and just ran just with it. Just kept rolling. Um, you should get a job at Facebook. The runner-up was actually <laughs> Iron Maiden's The Talisman. 2010. No, I'm not yep, familiar not familiar. With that one. Yep, yep. Um, 2011 was something called Septic Flesh, The Vampires from, from Nazareth. No clue. Yep. Runner-up was uh, Anthrax, The Devil You Know. From what I, I know, I, like I, from this, what I know, I probably would have won. I feel with like that. at this point we've already there's a bunch of other bands that could have been in there, but yeah. 2012, Gojira, Gojira makes their first uh, Lefant Sauvage, mm-hmm. which I think I remember this song, and the, this one isn't. Runner-up, though, is High on Fire, <laughs> Fertile Green. Uh, please. <laughs> the Ghost again? 2013 is Ghost, Year Zero. I didn't know of Ghost until, like, the four years ago. Right. When we saw that. Yeah, like, <laughs> no clue. Square Hammer was, that like, was the, the first. That was the one that like, I was like, okay, so they are a thing. But apparently, like, they were, like, metal gods, like, prior to this. Uh, Runner-up was uh, Gorguts, A Notion of Wisdom. Okay. Um, 2014, Behemoth. Okay. O Father, O Satan, O Son. Runner-up was Slipknot's The Negative One. 
Yeah, that was that long ago, huh? Yeah, 14 was uh, Jesus. apparently no. Uh, 2015, Ghost. Uh, Cerise. Someone is a Ghost fan. Runner-up was uh, Iron Maiden, if Eternity should fall. Define... No, you know what? I'm not going to define metal music. Well, let's just keep on going. 2016, no. Ghost Square Hammer. So, apparently, they've been around for, like, fucking ever, like, leading up like to this. <laughs> Some... Uh, 2017 was Code Orange's Forever. Interesting. Runner-up was uh, Paul Bearer. I saw the end. Must have been another slow The game. wrestler? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Bearer? <laughs> he was a manager, not a wrestler. 2018. This is actually interesting. So the best metal song in 2018 came from Judas Priest. Can That's you believe the, the that? the new one, right? Uh, Lightning Strike. It's just so weird to me. Like, this is what they're going with. Judas Priest in 2018 was the best metal song. I feel like we song. could find much better metal song in 2018. If I had more time on my hand. So, like, I could refute all of these. So, 2019, we're getting close to the end. Rammstein's Deutschland. Deutschland! And the runner-up, this is the one that makes me, like, makes me, like, really giggle, is Poppy Concrete. Please. She sucks. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> Is it ghost again? Twenty twenty. Worse. I'll start with the I'll start with the runner up. Was um <laughs> Architects uh Animals. Okay. Was the best runner up song in twenty twenty. Which my god, twenty twenty, Lamb of God put out an album, Trivium put out an album, um but like Fucking please. Ozzy? Yeah, whatever. Even him. <laughs> but the best Hello. song in 2020 is Spirit Box, Holy Roller. So, this is going to start my rant because I keep seeing Spirit Box like in all of these articles. Like I actually read an article about Spirit Box, like, taking over the world of metal. Spirit Box is not fucking metal. There's nothing metal about fucking Spirit Box. Spirit Box is, like, this weird collabora <clears throat> collaboration of, like, this female vocalist who, by the way, would never touch my top ten female vocalists of all time. Like, her voice is, like, so fucking ordinary. <laughs> Like, it's clean, it's fine, but it's so ordinary that, like, there's nothing impressive about it. Right. But then there's, like, this, like, 30-second blip of, like, breakdown and, like, mm. some fucking dude, like, fucking screaming his ass off and, I like, whatnot. And then it just, like, goes back to, like, doo-doo-doo-doo. And, like, what the fuck are we doing right now like how is this even qualified as metal like why do they show up in metal i think why are they on my fucking octane like i channel think all the time we should do an episode where we take like just 10 years and each of us pick a song from each year a decade of decadence we can do that but first i want to bitch about why spear box <laughs> Like I don't get it. I don't. Get, and uh, you know what? I I understand they they actually came up on like our like our our um our packy. I did my breakdown one. Yeah. And whatnot. Yeah. But it's like what the like? Have you has anybody actually listened to the full catalog of Spirit Box? Like one. 
Like, this is, like, the opposite of ghosts. Like, I've already said, like, ghosts, like, is, like, a cult following kind of a thing. Like, they're literally convincing you, like, by music to join their cult and f- worship Satan. I think Spirit Box is, like, the same thing, but they're, like, going, like, the opposite direction. Like, Spirit Box is, like, trying to trick you into worshiping God in, like, a weird, poetic way. And it's, like, what are we doing? Like, it's not metal. It's not metal music. There's so much metal music out there. Spirit Box is not cool. Like, I just don't understand it. And it's making me fucking want to rip my face off. And, I, like, I, I, I literally read this article. It's like, Spirit Box is taking the metal world by storm. If I ever saw a show where Spirit Box was, like, the headliner, I'd be like, Hleh! I don't even know what else to say about it. I'm proud that. of you. You and your mouth. Can you beer? imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? Like, Dragons? S- Spirit Box. Supported by Trivium and Cannibal Corpse. Because they're taking the fucking metal world by storm, obviously. So, like, holy shit. Like, holy fucking what the fuck. Mm-hmm. Fucking hate this world right now. It's not even fucking funny. Yep. Three fucking douchebags. Fucking mix their shit together, and she sucks. She sucks. She's not even ordinary anymore. She fucking blows. <laughs> okay. I don't appreciate the uh, spirit box. <laughs> Do you need a hug? Gather <laughs> that. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Call me wrong. Like, like, tell me I'm wrong. Like, it's just weird. It's fucking weird. It's, it's weird. Like, I, it's like, I mean, it's like. I tried giving it a chance. It's like their 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 biggest song is like Constance and like Holy Roller. It's like, mm-hmm. and it's like they had like that like literally that one clip. It, I just I don't know. It's like it's. I feel it's it's all who puts out the media more or less, and the yeah. people listen to it. Maybe I'm aging out. Like, am I just aging out? Like, is it is is like heavy metal like passing me by? Like, am I mean, I, like, to be honest with you, most of the things you've gone through every year has just been nothing that we've. Right, even makes sense ever. Yeah, there was what, again three? there were four there were four, four ghost that songs. We agreed with. Yeah, well, there was like four ghost songs, and that was three of them were before I even knew ghosts existed. And so, I listened to a lot of music, so I don't even know how that makes sense. So here's here's the next uh, here's the next episode. Then is we're gonna we're gonna combat this article with our own article from 1970, the best metal songs. <laughs> I thought we said ten years. Yeah, we'll just do ten years. Sure, we'll do that. Maybe maybe like twenty. We'll I'd say twenty say. might be better. Twenty might be better. Twenty might be better. We can say songs. Like, we'd make a playlist. Yeah, I'm on board with that. We could take different. Yeah, we've had like eight episodes. We said us can make a playlist for, and that hasn't happened yet. Also, sorry if you follow. I just, I just figured nobody was listening anyway. So <laughs> wow, it's not my fault. Fucking spirit box, like freaks me out. <laughs> I don't even want to be in the music industry anymore. Shit, <sighs> she blows. <laughs> How does that even come together? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like seriously, like I'm like I think every one of us in the room is like has actually like written music before. How does like that like actually like sit in a room? It's like okay, so this is what I want to do. I want you to hit like a C sharp, and like let's go to like an A minor, and like well like well you know like fade in, and then I just want you to fucking rip it. <laughs> And then we're just gonna go back. Uh, what? What? Who thought that was a good idea? 
It's different. It's edgy. <laughs> and then, here's the part that really pisses me off. Who the fuck paid them? Who'd fucking listen to that and be like, hey, you guys have it. Fuck you. Fucking producers. That's why, that's why music is subjective, though. And, like, producers always think they have the new hotness. They wouldn't advertise it as anything else. That's why it's such a fake industry. Fucking stupid. That's what it is. All right, let's drink another beer. Dude, I almost launched Underground Brown all over your floor. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time Underground Brown has been launched on my floor. All right, guys. Uh, <coughs> this beer review is going to be a little bit different. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a sniff test on this, and we're gonna ask the each fuck? tester, each tester, what they think of the smell. Now, before we tell you, this is Founders Beer, and this is their <sighs> Underground Mountain Brown Ale. So it's an Imperial Brown Ale that's brewed with Sumatra coffee and aged in bourbon barrels. Fucking bourbon barrel. Let me see what they say. Oh, they say Underground Mountain Brown is the harmonious drinking experience only achieved when our Imperial Brown Ale, earthy Sumatra coffee, and a year aging coffee in caves bourbon. below Grand Rapids come together. A team of malts complement the bold Sumatra coffee perfectly. Wow. This, while time spent immersed in oak, cap, in, in oak creates layers of depth and complexity. A celebration of the barrel, the bean, and everything in between. Okay, guys. So this is a brown ale. Now I've never it's been a, a huge a fucking, look at look at it. Like you can't. It's barrel aged, dude. Yeah. This is this it's, is not. not I actually is, almost wish you didn't read that because the fact that it is barrel aged, like I almost don't want to. Okay, get, uh, the so. This smells you, like spirit box in the studio. <laughs> if you hold this brown ale up to light, you will not see anything through it. It is that dark of a brown ale. We've tested it. Now, upon my first smell of this beer, I decided that it smells like somebody left chocolate ice cream on a 1950s radiator heater in a house. Why does it be 1950s? Does it matter the year of the radiator? Yes. Okay. You, you yeah, that's those? like old school, man. Right? That's like that's like cast iron. Smell it, smell it, and tell me I'm wrong. I just told you what I thought. Melted chocolate ice cream on a 1950s radiator. That's no, what it, it's, smells, it like. smells like you just motorboated a pile of Lincoln Logs. <laughs> that's what it smells like. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we've done the sniff test before and been proven wrong. So this is the Founders Brown Ale. Oh lord, bottoms up, gentlemen. I hate it. I hate it so much. Oh, what is this? Oh! What is this? It tastes like it smells. Oh, God. It tastes like stale root beer. Oh. Should, should I even do this, man? Yep. You have to now. Oh, God. You have to. Shit. Join the club. I fucking hate barrel age. We love beer. Fucking It's hate not even the barrel age. It's not. It's, it's not. It's everything else. It just tastes like old. Just, just jump right in, bud. Oh. <laughs> he held his nose. <laughs> Don't be a bitch. Open that nose. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. It's, oh, no. It's, it's oh. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, but I think it's because... Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Ah. no yeah, that's a, that's a good uh, year to end uh, on. Uh, point five. Yeah. So fucking fuck you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow, that's, that's the worst rating we've ever gotten. That's not true. 
Well, I gave. You gave both for like a negative four. One. No, I gave him a one. Did you give him a one? I don't yeah. Remember. He said point five. Wow. Oh uh, no, that's no. God, I yeah. never understood why people do this to themselves. It's like, why would you like why would anybody? You want anybody beer? who actually freaking enjoys this crap. If I can't even finish a beer, then that's. It's not beer, it's mud water. Like, I took a sip and I hate my life. Like, it's like, it's why would anybody... Like, it's not this is like the... Like, I'm all set. My Uncle Terry Ugh. just poured me a beer Ugh. into a mug that had melted chocolate ice cream on a radiator in it. And was like, here, drink up. And I just put it That's in my mouth. That's what it tastes like. It tastes like a, like a, like a warm frosty... Right? <laughs> like it's not like a warm carbonated frosty. It's not good. Right? No, there's no carbonation. This it is, tastes like spirit box, this like brewed a beer. Flat as it can be. <laughs> God. Oh. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm going for that. You can you can have it. You, can you know what it. my rating is? Pass. Is it? That's wow. it. I'm not even give a woman Oh this, fucking dash. Disgusting. A dash. Oh. Yeah, um, I would take dragon's milk over that. I'm sorry. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would too, actually. Yeah, no, I, I would. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we had the dragon's breath warm. Dragon's breath warm God, is dragon, better than dragon, founder's dragon's brown milk. cold. Dragon's milk. All right. Well, dragon's milk warm is better than founder's brown cold. Realize that milk lizard means penis, doesn't it? Excuse me. Dog's lipstick. I don't know. <laughs> that's red rocket. That's different. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I give Founder's Brown Ale one red rocket. That does not make my snake solid <laughs> at all. Uh, I I got nothing, dude. I can't drink <clears throat> this, and I don't want to, and I don't want anyone else to. So I'm sorry if you work at Founder's and you're uh, the head brewer who brewed this, but I feel like Spirit Box. I can't drink it. And for me to not be able to drink a beer, good grief. Not very good. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just going to scale right over this. I'm not even going to rate it, dude. I think... What do we think? Do we need to hit the button? Do we have a button? Do we need to hit the ultimate button? What button are we talking about? The ultimate worst beer ever button? Are we finally going to punch it on this show? <laughs> survey says... You have to create like, a new page Who's for it. Who is the survey? What are you saying right now? Bro, we're like completely ruining his joke. That's like the funniest part about this. Is this or is this not the worst beer? This is the worst beer that Heavy Metal over a six pack has ever rated. It would probably have to be the bar. I don't think I've had one this bad. At least Bro, it, like, fuck this beer. We like, need to make them an award and look, send I, it to them. I, I drank the suntan <laughs> lotion. Like, That's I, true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about yeah, the suntan lotion. Oh. oh, we need to do an episode of that of all the bad beers and we need to rate them. Which one's the worst? Why would you do that? We need to. That's I, a never want, I never want to drink those again. That's we a have to. Idea. We have to. No, I'm not giving free publicity. Tell you what, I can, I'll take some of the mud from outside. It's pretty close. I'm going to go find some of those Shock Top Raspanero beers, and you guys are, are going to find out what bad beer tastes like. I could brew a beer in my tub overnight better than this. Bro, game on. <laughs> <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is. We get, we get it all by the kit. Come we on, Homer Simpson. And then we can rate <laughs> we our get, own We can get that Spencer's Gifts like beer fucking kit. Yeah. It's like powdered. That, that no matter what you do, it's gross. No matter yeah. what you do, it's still gross. Why do people do this to themselves? Oh God! Hey, you uh, must you must really hate yourself and listen to a lot of spirit well, box. Here, here's these. the thing: is that someone has to be like take a sip of this and be like, "Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm on board." <laughs> like seriously, what a good idea! Like I don't understand. I figured. Look, 
Look, let's just change the name, okay? You yeah. don't need to count, call it the Underground Mountain Brown. No, just that's call exactly it what it is. Just call it Scat. <laughs> scat? Because <laughs> it's shit and it sucks. All right. We're beating a dead horse here. Let's move on. So we got one more track for you tonight. It's going to be uh, from the band Kromhein. This is a heavy metal solo project from Poland, Viking, folk, influences. The song is Prayer.
Yes. Okay. <laughs> Take us home, Dave. Well, kids, thank God that is it for us. <laughs> because nobody wants to sip that nasty underground crap ever again in their lives. It but works. we thank you kids so much for tuning into us. We are Heavy Metal Over Six Pack, the only place where you can find local, national, and international rock metal and beer reviews. This is what we do, and this is what we're going to continue to do for your listening pleasure. You're welcome. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Check the notes and check out the bands that played today. Hoo-ha. Yes. And please, whatever you do, do not drink Founders Underground Mountain Brown Ale. Or listen to the Spirit Box. Ever. Thanks, guys. Bye. Ciao. Love you. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Sick Pack Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.automatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.